Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 254 of our trek and today we will remain in camp as we search for the nuggets of wisdom found in the book of Proverbs chapter 9. Yesterday we explored chapter 8 verses 32 through 36 where the woman wisdom has finished the presentation of her legal case proceedings before the city gates. She has presented a strong case which we can learn from. Since each day's trek builds on the previous one, if you do miss any of the Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the daily journal, or you can download them at iTunes. We're recording our podcast from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. On Sunday, Paul and I were able to attend our local church, and then we traveled to Asheville, North Carolina to take the upstairs-downstairs tour at the Biltmore Mansion. It was very interesting to see several rooms that are not available on the regular tour. Paul and I always enjoy visiting Biltmore as it was built about the same time period as the big house in Marietta and has some of the similar architectural features. Of course, Biltmore is a lot larger and grander, but it does provide some renovation ideas for us. As we begin with chapter 9 today, which is the third of the three great poems written by King Solomon, he presents the closing arguments in Wisdom's Herring. Once again, let's transport ourselves back to ancient Jerusalem during the reign of King Solomon. We take our place among those that are seated just outside the city gates. The discord and closing arguments which we will begin today will be presented by King Solomon himself and is still part of the section called Wisdom Calls for a Hearing. Solomon starts by describing some work which the lawyer Wisdom is completing in chapter 9 verses 1 through 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved her seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, Come and eat my food and drink the wine that I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. In verse 1, Solomon supports wisdom's integrity as he possibly describes the lawyer called wisdom as a very hard worker. To adequately provide for the people who will follow her wise ways, she has built a great house with seven great columns that are hand-carved. Many times in the Bible, numbers have significant meanings. As a basis for the seven columns, the number seven stands for completion or perfection. So the seven columns of wisdom's house shows complete wisdom. As I studied this, I had to ask myself, what are the seven columns that make up complete wisdom? I searched for insights on this both from other philosophers, students of the Bibles, and from my own study. Some scholars point back to Proverbs 8 and list prudence, knowledge, fear of the Lord, counsel, sound wisdom, understanding, and strength. While these are very good traits to have, I had settled on the fact that these seven columns are described in a letter written by Christ's half-brother James. I came to this conclusion with the realization that if ultimately all good wisdom comes from God, that the seven columns must be listed in God's word. In chapter 3 of the letter written by James, there is a listing of what wisdom is not, and then he describes what wisdom is, starting in verse 17 and 18. And the verses in this passage read, But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap harvest of righteousness. So if we follow the instruction from the lawyer wisdom in her hearing, if we really do want to be wise, we will also be pure, peace-loving, gentle, always serving, full of mercy, showing no favoritism, and sincere. So ask yourself, 
Do you lack any of these areas? In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 2, we see that wisdom has prepared a great banquet hall for all who desire wisdom. The table is set and the wines are mixed and ready. Her guests will not remain hungry. Wisdom has prepared everything that they need. All that is left is for the guests to arrive. Just as wisdom has prepared everything for her guests, God provides all the things that we need. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Moving on to chapter 9, verse 3, we see that wisdom certainly does not show any favoritism at all. She sends her servants to invite everyone to the banquet. All we need to do is to desire wisdom. The announcement is made from the highest points on the city wall so that everyone would know. This is her PA, or public announcement system, of the day. Everyone could hear her message. Each person then had to make the choice on whether they would accept her invitation to gain wisdom. We see in verses 4 through 6 that she invites the simple and those who lack good judgment. Her table has plenty for everyone who chooses to come and follow wisdom. All they have to do is simply leave their simple ways behind and then they can begin to live the rich and satisfying life that is available to them. In doing so, they will also learn good judgment. I find it interesting that the foolish are not included in these verses. While they would be welcomed, as we learned previously, the fool is somebody who has chosen to reject God and the offer for wisdom. The simple person, on the other hand, is somebody that can be taught. In addition to this testimony of King Solomon during the beginning of the closing arguments, we see that the lawyer Wisdom presented a good case during her hearing. We also see her integrity and concern for others that proved that she was authentic and her testimony could be believed. Tomorrow, King Solomon will present more closing arguments in this case, so encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our podcast for today. As you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I do encourage you to help us to promote Wisdom Trek in the following four ways. First, leave us feedback about the podcast at wisdom-trek.com so that we can continually improve. Second, on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so that the podcast will be downloaded to you automatically each day. Third, on your computer or if you have an iPhone or iPad, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This will help to spread the word to others that they might be able to join us on our Wisdom Trek also. And number four, most importantly, please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I do consider you my friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to... Keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.